0: we
1: Come along to uh, another V Recordings mid-month podcast. It's the April edition, and this month we're celebrating jungle music. Hell yeah! I hear yeah, you say. Reason is because I caught up with um, a couple of guys. I've just written a book about all the banging, the best. The classics, the ones that made this scene what it is now. The tunes that got us into drum and bass, jungle music. They've made a book detailing all the... Most of the key tunes throughout the 90s. And they also managed to hook up with the guys behind the tunes, the producers and the labels. To find out anyway. what was their inspiration in making these tunes. <laughs> Sounds fun, trust me. The book is crazy. So I can't wait to have a chat with the guys behind the book. Paul also Eddie. We're gonna be catching up with them in about 25 minutes. The
0: only way out of the
1: fire is So all tight for that <laughs>
0: Burn I love not like the fire by the only way I want the fire is through
1: Once again, it's a jungle special this month, f- as we catch up with the guys behind the brand new book, Use Reload. To work out all the- Basically, um, it's a story behind the classic drum and bass jungle tracks of the fires. throughout the 90s. <laughs> Give you a Blade Runner remix of Dr. Meek and Sub Fire. More from Sub and the Beat Merchants.
0: Joe Rastafari. This is the Beat Merchants, and you're listening to Brian G on the number 1 podcast the podcast my
1: A new forthcoming from Mosey and L-Side. Featuring mm-hmm. Shady on vocals. Both coming on V. Your love's too good to so be true, baby. It's not may baby.
0: b true, b
1: Celebrating Jungle this month. As we uh, catch up with the guys behind the book, Usay Reload, a real wicked book. If you're a junglist, you're gonna love it. Detailing all the key tracks throughout the 90s, the tunes and that made us say, Bo! These guys managed to talk to all the guys behind these tunes.
0: But you see right now,
1: found out what was in their heads.
0: No matter what kind of music we are talking about. Yeah. understand?
1: When they made these wicked tunes. So hold tight for that. It's coming up very shortly. Say reload. from Uncoded, (laughs) forthcoming Liquid V business. Love the old school vibe on this. Jack Frost and the Beat Merchants yeah. alongside a host of some of the creme de la creme of UK Black Soul singers. Wow, this is awesome.
0: The moon is high tonight. I go on just for you know the tune I play about you and the way I go on just for you come and let me rock you all night long That's Brian G. And this is
1: Mid-April edition. Where my jungle is at? Take
0: the sheep from the wolves. We're at the crossroads. And this is the time of decision. Too much wagonage i you.
1: We're getting all D brown on ya. First up we had all night long. And now this one. We're vibing. Gonna send this one out to all the Eds. Whoops! Tomorrow night at the Dare Club, it's gonna be my first gig for since since God knows how long. So I'm really looking forward to it. Tomorrow night I'm in Bristol, Friday night at the Dare Two Club on Alfred Street, alongside Serial Killers the killer sheep, and Ray the Is, courtesy of Lemon D. Gotta send this one out to Nia. Ryan, right, right, right. play me that. Play
2: with me you. Nice. You
0: You got your back, you got to leave other people like a load. When we're just about
1: to. Gonna play a few more, and then we're gonna have a little chat with the guys behind the brand new book, Use Reload. Which is really um, okay. just a snapshot of all the classic jungle tunes that made this scene what it is today. Probably got all of us into what we're um, into the scene. I'm sure we're gonna, you're going to hear a track. If you're an older person like myself. you're going to hear some tunes that those were the tunes that were responsible for you to... um be a junglist turned into a junglist Why we are junglist these are the tunes and um, i'm excited to have a chat to them to the guys about um why they selected these tunes just to hear these tunes again and to hear um some of the stories behind the producers and artists who made these tunes it's so all tight for that that's coming up real soon underneath us now pagans vip and before that Bravado. Need for mirrors.
3: So, how you treat your baby? So, how you treat your
2: Yo, it's Mr. Zagadan Walk around with the Makinamia. Right about now, we're gonna pick up Mr. Brian G. 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 Come on now, you know. <laughs>
1: Crooked! why he still is the go-to man when it comes to remixes. Always rolls them out. Come on Crooked, great remix. Last of the tribes. Once again, going to send this one out to everyone. All the pizza's going to be uh, coming down to the Dare 2 club tomorrow night. Coming Friday nights, I'll be in Bristol. Really looking forward just to getting out the house and playing some tunes, see some people dancing. Breakage Uh, and break. Wow, that's that's definitely a heavyweight punch. Imagine being in that studio, fly on the wall. I've got you. Genius is at work. Featuring Tyler Daly on vocals. Shy effects break and breakage, featuring Tyler Daly. Got a feeling a little project from Shy is brewing up. And now I'm um, getting trucks recently from him. I smell a little project forthcoming, and it's all good. Right, it's time to catch up now with the um with the star of the show. Two guys that have written a book documenting and detailing. Some of the best yeah. classic yeah. jungle tracks throughout the 90s, all the tracks that were all recognizable. Most of the, a lot of those tracks are probably responsible for why we got into this music. It's one of those tunes, those tunes that you can just play anytime, and it's just rewind, and the crowd is gonna go crazy because. It, they were just massive big big tunes yeah so um i'm really really happy to I'm gonna be having a chat to the guys right about now so um yeah let's do it hi guys and um welcome along to the v recordings podcast right this month we got a special special guest two special guests and um i can't wait to um have a chat with them because i've got the book that um that they've written and it's just a crazy bag of fun if you're a jungleist and if you're into drum and bass it's it's a must you need this book man it's just like it's a pleasure to introduce the guys behind the book paul and eddie welcome along to the podcast man easy, thanks for having
2: me man yeah likewise, and, um, likewise the
1: book is called what's the book called who say reload who say reload who say reload? Right, it's a great book, man. As I said, it kind of reminds me of um, like back in the day when every month we would look out for the 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 monthly mugs, atm knowledge and all of these mugs and just get our fix and all that and you know it's something i really miss and all that you know because everything's all spread out all over the internet now so content is there but it's just like not in one place so um yeah i'm looking through this book man and it's crazy fun man and um i'm just like i really want to know why you decided to write this book, and um, how did you go about it?
4: Uh, well, i have been wanting to do a book of some sort for a while, but like couldn't really come up with the uh, the concept. And then, is read the first book? Yeah, yeah. First thing I've done. So, um, I was reading a book called Check the Technique by Brian Coleman, which goes into like the makings of all the classic hip hop records. Right. Um, and he speaks to all the people involved in all like the Public Enemy albums, Ice Cube, you know, all those kind of records. Um, and I thought. Jungle needs to have its uh, its own version, man. Because back in the day, it was like quite underground. Nobody really knew a lot about these people if you weren't involved in the scene. Yeah. Um, so I thought, yeah, man, it doesn't exist. Let's uh, let's see how far I can get.
1: And that's what I like about how, how you approach the book because um, you've kind of approached it like not just about the artists, but more about the the key tunes throughout the, throughout yeah. the scene, yeah? So you yeah, highlighted yeah. All, like, all the key tunes and then it kind of connects to the labels or the artists and so you, you, you cover those... Uh, uh, those as well how easy was that to kind of make sure that you had the right selection and oh, oh, all these tunes are they a personal um, it's, thing yeah, for you it's kind of about- or, or did you just say let me just map out all the classics and cover the ca- classics or were yeah. your,
4: your personal kind of journey and favourites it's kind of it's kind of a bit of both I mean essentially it was just going to be to begin with it was just going to be like kind of 93 to 95 and a lot of those tunes they put themselves in there, so you've got to have the burial, you've got to have dread bass, you've got to have terrorist. Um, and then it started becoming a bit more of a broader thing, so I thought I need to cover as many labels and artists and styles as I can. And in some cases, you have to kind of try and do two birds with one stone. So I needed a bookham record, and for bookham, you could pick maybe like one of five different tunes, but I thought, well. Maybe demon's theme might be the most important and I need something from 92, you know? So you have to try and spread it around a bit.
1: I'm so glad you chose that tune because everybody who asks me what my favourite jungle tune ever was, right? I always say demon theme. Right. Personal favorite for me it's like a story that tune you, you get what i'm saying mm. so anyway this is not about me this is about <laughs> you guys right so um, let me just forget about this how i feel i'm just saying i'm glad you picked that track i know and yeah. the next thing i want to ask you as well was like um what uh, you must there must have been a lot of is that you were excited to to talk to and to um to cover and to meet was yeah. um you want to tell me some of your experiences
4: yeah, I mean, one of, one of the first interviews I did was um, was Ronnie actually, Ronnie Size, and I was kind of surprised that I got to go and sit down with him because the other ones I was just kind of hitting people up on uh, social media, maybe like emailing the label and organising phone calls, and then I think the fifth person I did maybe was Ronnie, and um, he was doing some other um, radio station thing in the West End, and I just went and sat down with him after that, which was kind of crazy. Um, you know just to sit down face to face and you can kind of get a much better feel for, you know the conversation kind of flows a lot better when you're when you're in front of someone so you know like a lot of people bought a lot of runny tunes back in the day and that was kind of mad just sitting there and having him tell his story to me um same with Goldie like um obviously Eddie knew him from uh, from the Metalheads days at the Blue Note, so he managed to uh, arrange something there um sat down with him for about an hour uh didn't really even have to interview him. Just took my recorder off me and spoken to it for an hour, man. And, yeah, well, uh, you know, that's he- go- that's goldy yeah, <laughs> for you. Yeah, know that- say just hey, give him the mic. and you just deal yeah. with the matter? You know, and he's someone that's really good at kind of explaining his creative process. You know, he can articulate it really well. So that was um, that was interesting, man.
1: Um, Eddie. Yes. Right. Um, because. I'm told that you were you were in, involved with a lot. Yeah, you were involved with a lot of the visual side of stuff and all that. So, how long have you been taking pictures?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the photography with me, as since I was 16, essentially picked up the camera then and been documenting the culture and the culture that I live in ever since, really. And growing up in South London, you know, around the corner down South Lambeth Road, it's inevitable that with whatever pops off in the ends, we there I'm there to capture it. So at least since the first rave i went to in the Laserdrome till the last rave i went to just before lockdown i always pretty much have a camera with me and documenting the producers the djs the mcs you know the, the, the pioneers so were
1: you working for like magazines and stuff at the time then and freelancing and stuff when you was doing all these pictures or was it just a fun thing a hobby and just like
2: it was all of the above, you know. It was, okay. uh, it was, it was, you know. For the first time, I went to a rave to take pictures, which was what, the laser drone. I did it because I just wanted to get free tickets, you know. Um, when I started, <laughs> yeah, that's, shooting, that's
1: usually the way, isn't it?
2: That's usually the way, you know. It's just, it's, 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 it's a trade, you know. Uh, Photography is still a, a skill, you know, um, you know. And then it sort of became fun shooting things like Thunder and Joy, but also, to be honest with you, it's like trying to put a lot of the artists in context, if you know what I'm saying because all the crews kind of had their own flavour I wanted the photography that I took of them to reflect where they were coming from and what they were about. You know, it's something like the Trouble and Vinyl crew, the way Clayton ran the crew, he was like Alex Ferguson, do you know what I mean? So so I always felt like that they always struck me as a team, like a football team, and then compare that to the sort of the Bristol crowd where they were like slightly more freer and some of their crew were skaters, and so the style I gave them was more jazzy. So I always wanted to sort of, characterize the, the whole scene
1: yeah we were talking about artists and stuff and you mentioned um Ronnie i mean um you always like put a key track with Ronnie so when you think of Ronnie why did you choose trust me
4: yeah, I thought that was, it was kind of like the left field decision because really the books, the initial idea was like tunes that were big in the raves that maybe didn't get attention in like mainstream magazines or things like that. So Ronnie, you could pick like, you could do a book on Ronnie alone, right? So I thought, well, you know, you had brown paper bag and records like that that were big, but trust me was the one I would just remember getting played constantly and for a long time, man. That tune didn't go away. i remember still here come out in 96 i was still hearing it the movement in like 2002 i think um and beyond that though,
1: I, th- I think that was a no-brainer trust me such yeah. a big tune and it's just one of them tunes where it's just it's, it's it's just a massive classic and djs still roll it out now in the mix and stuff and yeah it's a dj yeah, tune man. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's probably one of
4: Ronnie's best ever tune but it's French, because it's not his most complex necessarily, you nah. know. But it's, um, um, yeah, I think it, it had to be in there just for it was a it was a rave tune, man. So um
1: yeah, trust me was was um definitely um w- right, Mister Mister Kirk's nightmare. Hmm. Right, um that was the first track that you talked about in the book. Um, yeah, and you you met.
4: Digo and uh, Mark and from 4 Hero um, we sat down with Gus who's I don't know people obviously know he was originally part of 4 Hero when it was a, a four man crew and he runs uh, he runs a label reinforced so he kind of set that up but he did um, the production on Kirk's Nightmare so um, he kind of talked us through that one um, and as I said initially the book was going to be from kind of 93 onwards but then somebody put in the suggestion that I should do a few records like before that to set things up like Foundation Sounds and um, and obviously, you know, that's one of the first kind of real kind of slightly dark breakbeat tunes. Um, really like, you know, really influential, that early reinforced stuff to a lot of the other artists I spoke to. Um, so, yeah, and obviously Gus had been around even before the rave days, you know, using like hip hop crews back in the day. And um, it was interesting hearing his influences were like, uh, hip-hop producers like the Bomb Squad and Marley Marley, Mantronics and people like that, you could kind of see where that early breakbeat sound came from.
1: What also I love as well is that, um, you know, you managed to talk to the 4-Era boys and the Reinforced boys and really get some good insight into like how they came about and early stuff, you know, which I'm looking at and I didn't even know. It seems that one time as well, they even they said that they um, they were trying to get their music signed and they came to Rhythm King. I hope that wasn't the time I <laughs> because I, I feel like a right I yeah I, was like, I feel like a right like what
2: your son is dead
1: did i i hope i didn't turn away four euro that'd be one of my biggest
4: Booze. Anyway, <laughs> the Ragga Twins. Right. So, um, did you meet these guys? Um, I spoke to Ragga Twins. I did over the phone. Um, just hit them up on uh, on Twitter, and they, you know, more than happy to uh, to have a chat. Um, and I'd already spoken to um PJ from Sharp and Dance, who I think Sharp and Dance and probably Rebel MC, you know, like really early pioneers of everything that followed. I um, couldn't get all the Rebel, unfortunately, but I was really glad we got Shut Up and Dance and, uh, and Ragga Twins in there, man, because that's a you know, really pivotal record.
2: Paul had made with regards to people like Shut Up and Dance and Nookie, it was also important that where we didn't have um, portraits of some of these sort of seminal deep acts, that we had to go out and get them. So some of the shots in the book are from like quite recent, like of DJ Nookie, of Shut up and dance, even Andy C's All Nighter, just to sort of like put some perspective that some of it was from back in the day when when man's was living it, to some to, to artists who were still living it, if you know what I mean, still working, still putting it out there.
1: Right, Lenny D. Ice. He gets a mention as well. I mean, um, how could you not talk about Lenny D. Ice if you're talking about Jungle? Did you
4: yeah, manage to talk to Lenny? Yeah, yeah. Try quite a hard man to track down. Um, not one of these people that's like fully active on online or nothing or necessarily out you know playing every week but um yeah got hold of him with a little bit of research and he you know he's um he was happy to chat for a long time man because as with a lot of these people in the book you know they haven't necessarily had a chance to tell their story um you know people when they do things on drum and bass or certainly like back in the day they always tended to focus on maybe the same four or five names
1: you you managed to talk to a guy called gerald as well for um from jukebox records
4: Mm. how was that yeah cool man i mean i kind of um i got i got into music like late 80s so i kind of remember like voodoo ray you know being on top of the pops and things like that um it hadn't really occurred to me to talk to him but when i was talking to ray keith he mentioned him and he said yeah you should definitely definitely track him down so um And he's somebody that kind of approached the music from a totally different angle, you know. That's right. um, Being up in Manchester and already having kind of been around and like established himself. Obviously, a lot of the Jungle guys were kind of quite young and finding their feet in, you know, when he was already up and running. Same with Floyd Dice, really, at Production House. You know, they'd already kind of been out and made their money and were a little bit ahead of the others with uh, the technology and everything.
1: And that tune, 28 Gun. Bad boy, man. That was a tune. It's raw. (laughs) Oh, man. That's just proper raw jungle. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, man, I wish he made more tunes. Um... Yeah, or more um, Jungle Tunes. I mean, he he did a few back in the day um, on Juicebox, but um, yeah.
4: I I think he's one of them people that wouldn't kind of stay still, you know? He'd do one thing and then move on to the next. um, You know, he's he's always sort of pushing himself to do something a bit different. Terminator was
1: a track you selected when you wanted to um, focus on Metalhead's records. Why Terminator?
4: Um, That seems to be one that a lot of people, like when I spoke to Fabio, they decided it was like a real game changer of a tune, you know, kind of like drew a line in the sand and was where things started moving away from all the piano-y rave stuff that had been around before it. Um... You know, making things a bit tougher and just taking things in a bit more of a serious direction creatively, and it was kind of like the tune that started off. It wasn't wasn't Goldie's first record, but it was the one that kind of um, really got him out there and started to establish his name. Apart from
1: like key tunes and labels, do you also, you know, name checks? So individual people like fabio yeah you got a little section here about fabio did you um uh, it sounds like you went and talked to fabio
4: yeah 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 i got fabio on the on the phone for a bit um i kind of wanted to get a few people that weren't producers in that could just chat about the scene in general uh the big clubs the big tunes and just how things were moving you know um really good to get fabio in there obviously he's been around from from day one and been at the start of a lot of uh, a lot of movements, um, and then get people in there like Friction, who was a fan at the same time I was, but then obviously went on to to do everything he did. So um, he kind of saw all these records in the book as he was growing up. Almost, you know, he wasn't like a, a name at the time, but they had that impact on him to the point where he ends up doing. Well, he ends up covering for for Fabio and Ryder in the end on their show um same with flight you know flight probably got into it around the same sort of time i did and she ends up going off and, and doing big things with it so it's nice seeing all these different stories and uh
1: origin unknown mm. which was andy c and hand miles
4: yeah yeah and i was quite surprised i managed to get both of them <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to, um talking with andy yeah it was good man I mean you can tell like as big as he is he still really got that, that passion for um yeah. for that era and for that music and I kind of yeah. got the impression he'd just talked for a lot longer if he had the time
1: yeah
4: um, yeah, so, yeah, it. it's, yeah it's, it's nice to see he still kind of remembers uh, you know how it all started and you know a lot of people have just sort of moved on from it by now I think but he's still got that love for it
1: did you manage to touch Aunt Miles?
4: yeah yeah Aunt, track down Aunt, 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 man. wow unsung hero you know <laughs> yeah what was that like? yeah cool i mean he's, he's definitely got the whole um you know the technical side of it to tell you about so that's the kind of the difference with some of these people is some of them are more djs in the studio other of them are, other people are more just studio based and, and never dj because that's what people did at the time you kind of you know you could make a tune and not then have to go out and dj like you do now um so yeah that was interesting man he's you know got a real uh, sort of thorough background coming up in studios when he was younger and um yeah kind of explained a bit more of the technical side of things
1: and the record that you tracked um you you chose to represent ram records was
4: valley of the shadows mm-hmm.
1: long dark damn tunnel man what yeah. a tune eh? yeah what a tune 1993 wow <laughs> oh my god and um moving on oh so much i mean everywhere i turn it's just a classic a killer tune you get what i'm saying that you've just like the return of q project
4: yeah see that was that was on my first hype tape that i was telling you about you know on that dreamscape tape and it's it's such a heavy tune man the beats on it are so chunky what tune you talking champion about champion sound
1: So did you meet, um Quiffy? Did you meet
4: him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chatted to him. So total science. Probably a lot of people you know better know him as. But um, yeah, he's and he's somebody that was uh, like a raver man. You could tell like he used to love going out, and that's kind of where a lot of these tunes were born from, man. People that love raving and then wanted to put their own their own spin on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could tell he's, he's got that, uh, that vibe about him. That he was like going out. MC GQ. Yeah, Don
1: yeah um he's the first mc to get mentioned in here
4: yeah i think um, he's the only one i chat to really apart from ragga twins so yeah he's um oh yeah, yeah. Ragga
1: twins as is well in it of so course. i was
4: like well you're gonna have one mc then it's gonna be uh it's gonna be gq man but um i reached out to a lot of people not everyone you know not everyone come back to me um so i'm glad we got gq in there man and there's a wicked photo eddie took of him as well um what, the one, big, chapter, uh, so the one outside the door yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah that's I like that mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know, the ones where you go down to their ends and just basically take a picture just outside the local church, you know? Foul, right, foul play. I noticed you, um,
1: you highlighted a few moving shadow artists and foul play is the first one we've got here in the book. Um, what's the track?
4: Uh, open Your mind. It was either, there was a few foul play tunes, man. Mm, um, there was
1: in That was that could have been it.
4: Unsung hero category. Um, I felt "Open Your minds one of them ones that's kind of that bridge between hardcore and, and drum and bass. You know mm. that kind of crossover bit in '93 where everything was a bit of a transitional period okay um, and they're definitely somebody a few other artists mentioned as having that real high production standard um steve gurley who a lot of people probably knew more from like uk garage stuff later on yeah yeah
1: yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, and yeah, the other yeah.
4: so yeah i think they they really like uh up their game a bit you know they made, made everybody else step up a bit
1: suburban base boogie yeah. times tribe
4: Yeah, man. Um, so that was really to speak to Dan Donnelly so I think when I was thinking about the big labels in the early days it was probably like reinforced Subbase, moving shadow um, formation so um, Dan Donnelly was a man beyond suburban base and used to put some tunes out as well and I think Dark, dark Stranger in terms of jungle uh, probably one of the biggest they had the Andy Ant Miles remix of that the dark side of human nature
1: the Dark Stranger master yeah. that was the same that i that was around the same time as um dark long dark tunnel so yeah, all yeah. these tunes were smashing yeah. it up all around the same time i remember i used to mix them in together you get what I'm saying and stuff engineers without fears
4: yeah dj rap um dj rap and uh
1: aston who people might know right. from uh, freestylers yeah so um was that dj rap's first tune then was that where she started from yeah
4: she had, um, she'd had a couple of things out. She did a tune called Divine Rhythm um, around about 92, and she'd done something before that, but spiritual aura... That you call a jungle tune, she'd done like a couple of hardcore things before that. Um, but yeah, that was her and Aston, and then, um, as we can, you know, Pete Parsons worked on that with him, did the uh, the engineering and some of the mix down, I think it was. Um, so yeah, that kind of uh, was the tune that sort of started her name blowing up everywhere.
1: And uh, we're going back on some more moving shadow classics now. Omni Trio,
4: yeah, huge tune. Um, definitely somebody who's like a little bit mysterious. Um, you know, not like you look online, you won't find too much about him. Or I don't either.
1: even. I've been in this scene from day dot and I don't. I don't think I've ever met Trio. You get him saying yeah. he's got some great tunes, and we've and all. Again, pop- like,
4: you know, like Gerald sort of approached it from a different angle, man. He'd been doing different music, and he was a pianist, and
1: he was a pianist.
4: Yeah, so he played. I always thought that might be a sample on Renegade Snares, but he played that.
1: his name? is named Rob... Uh, Rob Haig. Rob Haig. And um, you continue with Moving Shadow with Deep Blue.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah, massive tune. Um, so that was Sean from Two Bad Mice, um, first solo tune. And all these Shadow tunes are coming out quite close together as well. They're on like a real run then with a lot of different artists. Um, you know, every one of them is like an anthem from every other release. Um, and helicopter with a simple tune, man, but it it really hit hard when it dropped, you know.
1: Beat and General Levy. Yeah, that
4: had to get a mention. That's the the my tune, man. To... <laughs> yeah. That had to be in there, man. That's like the, the jungle version of Rapper's Delight, you know. Yo,
0: Maddie Willande must be number.
1: And uh, it was good to see um, MB as well. Because a lot of people, when they talk about the um, incredible tune, no one really talks about MB, you know? And he yeah. was a real like, great producer back in the day as well. And uh, Rent, Rent Records was just like one of the big labels back then, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: We move on now to um, another moving shadow track The Renegade. Yeah, man. What
4: more you going to say about Renegade? <laughs>
1: Well, you want to tell everybody who is the renegade?
4: So that was Ray Keith.
1: Ray Ray Keith. Keith.
4: Yeah. I mean, you listen to tapes from like '94-ish, and we're talking terrorist, terrorist. Yeah, so many DJs were just starting their set with that tune because of the piano, the bass drop. You know, it's perfect to begin into a set, and um, and one of them tunes that really brought the the amen break to the forefront. You know, and off the back of that, that became like the standard thing to do.
1: Did you Did you hook up with
4: Ray? Yeah, yeah, spoke to Ray on the phone, man, um, which was funny because, you know, like a lot of people, we used to go into Black Market and buy my tunes off him, um, and then, uh, yeah, years later having a chat, and it's good, man, it's, it's nice to see all these people still active, you know, because dance music can be quite disposable, broadly speaking, but a lot of these people we speak to are still out there doing it now, so, um, that's you know, it's a nice feeling that it wasn't just like a little fad throwaway thing, um, but yeah, chatting to Ray and, like, um, Nookie worked on the tune with him, engineered it for him, so we spoke to Nookie, um, and got a bit of him and then even like Andy wanted to talk about that tune as well there's a little comment from Andy at the end talking about hearing it at um, Wax Club
1: okay saying what?
4: just just his memories of hearing it man um, he talks about hearing Brocky play in Wax Club for telepathy and it properly going off and you could tell when he was talking about it you know what I was saying earlier you know he's still got that that passion in the memories that, place
1: I, that was the first place I heard Andy see actually I, was, I played he came on after me at Wax Club Really? Was like, Who's this little guy here man He's alright <laughs> Turns out he was more than alright Yeah, yeah <laughs> Right And um We got another track here um, Oh we got the house crew
4: Yeah So that's um Floyd Dice Who a lot of people might know from um, Baby D Like Production House Records um, Did Let Me Be Your Fantasy back in the day And then they put out Ace and Trip to the Moon And all those sort of tunes Um they were kind of big, like, 91, 92, 93. Um, Superhero was a big jungle tune, man. they had the Biddu Banton sample in it that kind of used to tear things up everywhere. Um And yeah, another one that I used to hear on a lot of old tapes, man. And Floyd being um, around from the early days, you know, production now started in '89. So he was like fully up and running by the time um, the jungle scene came along and he had that real, like, quality production, Um, similar to, you know, somebody like a guy called Gerald. They kind of already uh, really experienced in the studio where a lot of people I spoke to were still kind of buying their first equipment at this era. So yeah, good to talk to him, man. a lot, uh, lot of time in the game uh, Pause.
1: so um you picked you picked superhero. yeah without um, that must have been difficult because let me be your fantasy has got to be the biggest tune I uh, want the biggest tune isn't it yeah yeah
4: <laughs> I mean that I think it's that kind of hardcore era I didn't want to go too heavy into the 92 stuff um, I kind of you know like I said initially I was trying to concentrate on that mid 90s golden era of jungle but um, he, what I found with, you know Floyd and a lot of people we could talk about one tune and then you know, the conversation goes off and they'll start talking about other records as well. So although the chapters are all specifically one record, within that conversation there's a lot more um talked about, you know, a lot more information within those uh within those stories.
1: No. So Eddie, you wanna um, what would you say Eddie?
2: Oh no, I was just basically sort of mentioning about the house crew thing, but I can't really comment on the house crew. That's really Paul's department there. But um now Beyond that, I just wanted to say uh, when Paul got in touch to and he came to me and says, look, I'm doing this book, I want to do something about the drum and bass scene and I was like yeah, yeah you, you know what's up and it'll be a great time right now to start telling the story of the scene and pull up the pictures go back in time look at what we did, look at how we put it together and try and make it a book that's like you said easy to read like, it's not too heavy you know pictures and words and it's everyone's telling their side of the story and also it reminds us how connected we were as a crew like everyone knew everyone and everyone worked with everyone and, and for a lot of people that read the books they didn't realise how interconnected the whole scene was like everyone was doing their own thing in their own lane but we're still watching you know we're still we, we, we didn't work alone you know if everyone came from somewhere else and everyone was, everyone came off, you know, you know how it was. It was a group effort, let's put it that way.
1: We've got to move on with another big dog here that you call UK Apache with Shy FX.
4: Yeah, yeah, this is uh, up there with Incredible, probably, for one of them tunes that, you know, people that aren't necessarily into jungle know. Did you manage to chat to No, nah, he, this was tough, man, because I was such a big Shy FX fan from then. Um, and eventually managed to arrange something and then lockdown hit and, nah, and it's quite hard to get him out of the studio. So they were saying, oh, you need to talk to him in person rather than on the phone. Um, and we had two dates booked and then all the restrictions came in, you know, couldn't go up to London. And it, yeah, it just didn't happen in the end. So um, I managed to chat to UK Apache, though, um, which somebody, you know, probably not a oh. lot of people spoken to. Um, and he kind of gave his side on things. Um, you know, so yeah, we, st- we still got to include the tune, which is, you know, the main thing.
0: You never know the gangster me said, i in a jungle. Ooh, you never know the yachty call, me said, in a jungle. Ooh, you never know Shia Fakes, man, big a jungle. Ooh, you
1: never know you care begin a jungle. What's that, everybody? What's it, though, man? Me, I
0: did no time. My I'm um. richer mana 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 mother, my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother, mana 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 my mother, my Me my mother, 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 sky mother, my
4: mother, my mother, my mother, not but yeah, I'd really like to have got Shine in there, man. That was one of my sort of three or four people that I really regret not being able to speak to.
1: There's some great personal stories from all the artists and all the um, DJs and people mm. involved. Just like when you've talked to them and how they've expressed their their um their journey and you know how they got into it and everything and how they broke it down, which is really knowledgeable to me and and great from great read as well. So, uh, I mean, we can't go over everything, but you got Doc Scott in here as well. Um, yes. Yeah. you got it. you had to have Scotty in there. Thirty one records and um what track did you choose?
4: Shadow Boxing. Of course, had to be didn't. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cool man. Really humble guy. Um very kind of um you know, yeah, really humble and honest. Um very kind of upfront about where he saw himself, you know, he kind of always saw himself as more of a DJ than a producer, even though he banged out all these tunes like, you know, NHS and drums and shadow boxing. Um and yeah he's somebody as well that's still got a real passion for the music you know he sort of really believes in uh in yeah, the
1: So like, he loves it man i mean you know yeah. he's been keeping us going right through lockdown with his um
4: yeah with the mixes with man with his
1: live streams and stuff he was <laughs> you know, yeah. saying hello, hello scotty man and
4: yeah he's so deep
1: he's such a great dj as well dj hype as well you had to have him in there definitely dj yeah hype. and he's I mean, a hard
4: man to pin down man um And, you know, somebody that... um, One of the reasons I I bought some decks, man, like a lot of kids back then, you know, you heard... Yeah, you
1: you told me that DJ Hype was one of the DJs that got you into the scene in army. Yeah.
4: And he used to play tunes like, um, I don't know, kind of like maybe people see Andy now, man. You know, he'd go out and he'd really, like, do a a heavy crowd please mm-hmm. put yeah. a lot of different styles together
1: he was the man on the decks back then man yeah and, and, um, still killing it and the tune you picked from for DJ Hype
4: was um, Peace Love and Unity so uh, featuring Fads. Because I thought, well, um, I mean, Hypes, you know, he's had tunes out since like 1990, 91. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. I thought, Peace, Love and Unity, it's got fats, you know, it's like a vocal tune. People weren't really doing a lot of that up until that point with like an original vocal rather than a sample. Um, It's the first tune on True Players. um, So it's kind of quite a a landmark record that. We're going to talk about Hype. We've got to talk about Pasco. Yes. Yeah, because you know talk about unsung heroes man and he's one um, of them isn't he yeah definitely and he's you know he's just kind of doing
1: this doing this in behind the scene yeah but but, um you know when you talk about p-funk era man
4: That's in my top three i think all time because i wow i come from like that hip-hop background you know and that's um it's got the, the mary j blige bit the caris one bit it's like oh, a nice melodic is roller like... is yeah that's got everything i need in one tune really another well
1: i don't know i won't i wouldn't say unsung hero but um elusive one of those persons that you just never see i mean throughout my journey i, I think i hardly ever met him already once or twice alex reese
4: Yeah, well, uh, hands up, man. I couldn't get hold of him either. (laughs) Yeah, I know, (laughs) Um, you know. And I tried very, very hard, but I couldn't leave pulp fiction out, even though we couldn't speak to him because he's he's kind of
1: pulp fiction out, man. Exactly.
4: He, he don't really want to talk to anyone man i think he maybe had some some bad experiences with the industry but um right. so we got um goldie fabio and um phil wells who worked with alex at basement records um, okay. obviously goldie put pulp fiction out on metalheads and fabio kind of uh, was the first person to to play it and discover it so um yeah we kind of put a different take on it i think you still get a you know a good idea of Ooh. the impact the tune had um I'd still really like to talk to Alex, man. <laughs> I'd happily do a, a whole separate interview and, and try and put that online or something. Because there's, Ooh. I think Wouldn't there's like all, two man. photos of him online, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. it's very. I um, mean, you, you need to hunt him down and, uh, and bring him back.
1: Um, right. Who else we got? Russian Optical and fierce prototype records and the truck was
4: alien girl. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the sound's changed a lot, man. Alien Girls 98, and this is like almost a totally different genre to what you hear with, I kind of think. Yeah, things getting a bit techie and a bit tougher. Um, but yeah, chat to Optical, man. Um, so, um, I was going to ask you,
1: because I was going to say to you, like, when did you think was the cut off time to kind of like, because you started like from what, 93? and then you're, this is 98, isn't it, this Alien Girl? So when did you think about the cutoff time and um, why? Was that uh, a sense of the music changing and not having the same feeling as anymore or what? Um, I,
4: f- I think part of it, I mean, I'd sort of started off 93 to 95 and then, as I say, we put in a few of those early 90s tunes, um, Sharp and Dance for Hero and that. So it seemed to make sense to finish the decade. So Alien right. Girl and... Um, the next stream we're going to talk about from '98. And also, I think once you get past '99 2000, the internet comes along and there's a lot more information out there. Those records from all the artists that got big early 2000s you know, you've got hospital records and um, Marquee and people like that come along, and that information's a bit more. Available. available. Got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Alright. Because I was wondering, like, why did, when was the cut-off time and the side? Uh,
4: yeah, I thought we'd just do a decade in the end and that kind of made sense, you know, start to finish for the 90s. It's kind of... Uh, yeah, and you can see, you know, Alien Girl and, and Turbulence and records like that compared to Mr. Kirk's Nightmare. is a lot faster, you know, different production, but it's essentially still jungle. Right. v
1: recordings. Hey! <laughs> DJ Cross and Arm. Um, that's the track you picked from re recordings. Was DJ Cross and Warhead? Ooh, 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 yeah, ooh, ooh. massive tune, massive Such tune, did you, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you chat to Cross? Hook, hook, yes.
4: Cross? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Went in heavily. I was kind of one of the things I was worried about doing it was I was like, what if everyone's story is basically the same? You know, is the book going to no, be? No, you brilliant?
1: talk to Cross, you're not going to get the same story. Trust me. Yeah, and I thought maybe <laughs> Cross be similar to Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you are, you are, you are a different. Picture, yeah, definitely. totally
4: different thing. But um, yeah, you know, um, he'd been around from like days of fresh four, uh, in the early Bristol scene after you know after Smith and Mighty and that. So, um, like myself and like a lot of people in the book, you know, really into like the older hip hop sound, um, and the b boy thing um and yeah man warhead was just one of them tunes that came out when i was really going out raving regularly so a lot of memories on that record
1: man, I mean, um, Eddie, did you take all of these pictures or a lot of these? I mean, some of them I recognise, but yeah. a lot of these are pictures that you that you, you, you took, yeah? Those yeah, are all great the, pictures in here, man.
2: All, all the pictures in the book come from my archive. They all are uh, 25 years of being in the scene and just being there with my camera to capture everyone and for everyone, you know? So Maybe
1: you should do a book with pictures, serious, Tim, because, you know, you got some great pictures here man and arm you know from from some legendary
2: artists man yeah I feel lucky that you know Paul came along and gave us the opportunity to really not only tell the story but also tell the have the pictures of the people at the time the story was being made um and, and yeah obviously there's there's, there's so many pictures that we couldn't put in there that um, are, are of, like, promoters or of ravers or of some of the clubs and some of the spaces that are now gone just to sort of remind us when we used to sort of dance.
1: You have to get permission. I love this picture of Ed Rush and DJ Trace just... Trace just with his feet up on the wall and... And um, Ed Rush with um Tommy Ill Tommy Ill figure jacket. It's just that's just so old school. You get what say saying? just looking at them now, it's just like wow. It's just great, man. Seeing these pictures, man. Yeah, I mean, um, we're running out of time, man. So I just want to cover a few things, man, about this book here. So, um it, it, uh, like for your first book, man, This is great, man. All say we love. What what came, what made you come across that name? What was this kind of um, obvious, really?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's something obviously like GQ and and Skibber and people like that shout, and I kind of thought I needed something that would stand out. I wasn't sure if people would take to it, and the first time I said it out loud, I was like, are people going to laugh at this as a title for a book, man? Does it sound like a bit daft? But um, yeah, I think it works well, man, because all the tunes in it are the the tunes that get the rewind back in the day. You know, these are all like massive records, so I wanted something that would really resonate with people that were there you know you had to like go outside and experience the music at the time you couldn't really sit on a computer and learn about it um and that's one of them phrases man it's always stuck in my head
1: you know sometimes we like to go on about the old days this is perfect right? so um
4: where can you get the book from right so um book is available through velocity press so if you go velocitypress.uk uh, isn't that something
1: to do with colin from Mag?
4: yes exactly so yeah colin used to run uh, knowledge magazine back in the day and then he's recently set up velocity press so a lot of other good books on the site as well all based around dance music and club culture was that was that
1: important um finding the right distributor that kind of shared your vision understood yeah. your vision and stuff because you know Colin would know all about this you know yeah we, so we were kind
4: of lucky with that man because I thought hey as a, somebody that ain't written a book before it's going to be hard to get anyone to take any notice you know um, and then for that to, to come along and not really have to even explain too much about the book to him because he just looked at it and went yeah I get it um, yeah that meant a lot and also you know he helped in the final stages man he put me in touch with a few other people Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, made a few other interviews happen.
1: You know, okay, all right, man. Um, well, wow, well, what, what more can I say, man? I mean, um, it's just, yeah, it's a great book. All we'll say reload.
4: Um, how much does it, it cost? If you get it from Velocity Press, I think he's doing it for 25 pounds, I believe. Oh, is that we- all? Yeah, bargain, 25 <laughs> quid, oh, yeah, man, buy two. <laughs> oh, that's a steal, man.
1: Trust yeah. me, that's a steal, easily, man I love it, man and I'm, uh, There's other artists that we didn't manage to get We cover, you know what I mean Like Nookie, and Moving Moving Fusion um, You know Daisy, did we cover Daisy? Because wow, you know She's, for me, probably like One of the first girls that were doing her thing And not just doing it, promoting Making music, DJing yeah. Doing the whole, whole package, thing man. down there yeah. in Bristol You get what I'm saying, you know in the early, early days, when I first started to go down there, Daisy was about it, you get what I'm saying, so, and she's still there now, doing her thing, so you know what I mean, people need to um, yeah, give that girl some mad respect and mad love, man, because she's a soldier for Bristol, you know what I mean, she is a soldier, I mean, um, yeah guys, so um, is there anything else you want to say before we um, wrap this up, because we really kind of like running um, out of time
4: here. Boy, just thanks for having me on, man. Mean, You know, it means a lot to get on, uh, on a show like this because... You know, long-time fan of the label, and used to love coming down Movement and everything back in the day. So, it's uh, yeah, it's good to see people like yourself enjoying the book. It was an honour to have you
1: on here, and, and Eddie both for you to talk about this book, and right because appreciate no, that I Thank love you. this book. It's a Bless. great book, and um, I know the people who listen to this show are going to love this book as well. And it's you know, it's yeah, it's just one of those things you need in your life. Trust me. Thank you, man. So um, yeah, guys
2: um. Look like we look. Eddie, you there? I'm back in the room, but thank you, thank you, Brian. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah,
1: we lost you, man, but all good, man. Thanks.
2: Yeah, I mean,
1: just yeah. Thanks for a great book, guys, man. A real great book. Arm, um, you know. What I mean, drum, jungle, drum and bass needs these kind of things. And arm. Um. All right, guys. Listen here, man. Wicked, man. Yeah. Thanks for um joining me and arm. Um, good luck with the book. Yeah.
4: Yeah, definitely, man. We'll, uh, we'll keep in
1: touch. Yeah, and I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, you take care. That's right, that's right,
0: that's right, that's right,
1: that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's Back with the music. Remember who brought you that gang music? Yeah. That was all me, 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 me. Brand new voltage, gang music. They should give it up. That's
3: right,
0: that's right, 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 that's right. Remember who brought you that crazy shit. That was all me, 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 me. They should give it up.
2: Gang music.
1: Again on the 1st of May, I'll be at the O2 Academy in Bristol alongside General Levy D. Klein and lots more. That's the 1st of May at the O2 Academy. Spider L Side, one in. One on, got police in a shi hard And I search the place hard Them looking for the odds Every day them I want him, him, Every day them I want him, warn him Every day your name call him, call him Every day them I want him, want him On that jungle vibe We're celebrating jungle this month
0: This is the original Hitman Marvelous game If I bless up the almighty Brian G For rolling out with the IQ selection Shut up.
1: chopstick dub plate
0: business well, give me I the weed to top celebrity ripping a roll in the mix of blend sex red come again a root boy
1: and J-Line re-rub. Can't get enough of this one Naughty Dread Sounds of the Beat Merchants Featuring the legendary Big youth
2: Yo, yo, yo You're listening to Brian Jeep on the number one podcast V Podcast V
1: Forever, baby
0: x man insecure, I used to talk about suicide Two men are so we're born out to the side All right Hunger in the jungle, we should all unite. It don't matter if you're your love, black, brown or white Who want the exit like a Brexit? Maybe you don't step aside For the right and out, so it's I stop Brian G, but there's no way, no way. Roadblock, Brian G, he caused the roadblock. Roadblock, roadblock, Brian G, he caused the roadblock. Man, I forget to this part.
1: This went out to the Brixton crew. Catch me at the Brixton base at the Utanani on the 12th of June alongside Jumping Jack Frost, Uno and Killer Killer. Also on the 30th of May, I'll be in Brixton again at the chip shop alongside Jumping Jack Frost, the Raga Twins and Uno. I think tickets are sold out for that as well. Not sure, but I'm sure they are.
0: I'll get on these things quick down and then the earth get on sun come down and then the earth get on they dance all coming like a melted fat they jack up from the back of the roller of the flap we are live pepper sweet like lollipop everybody get flat when they make the shot we hang got some boy it
1: also another date, you can catch me in London at The Cause Over in Tottenham That's on the 12th of June Alongside Paula and Bryson Dom and Roland, Total Science, Uncle Dogs Also MC Manifest fest Matmas, Matmas, sorry about that, And too shy. G, and MC Temps That's at the cause over in Tottenham. For there's no way, no way. For D&B brunch.
0: Can do, can say. Yeah,
1: can do. Also another DMB brunch up in Birmingham on the 19th of June. So I'll be down there with Galaxy, Uncle Dogs, Too Shy, and IC3. That's gonna be at the mill in Birmingham. A couple of gigs you can catch me. If you wanna find out more where I'm at, you can follow me on Instagram. DJ Brian G. Also on Facebook, DJ Brian G. Brian G but there's no And on way Twitter way. at VForever. Soundboy. Also, remember if you're on Spotify as well, you're a Spotify user, mm-hmm. and you like the kind of stuff that I play on the podcast. And nothing they can say. You can um, check out my Brian G Selects playlist on Spotify. Update that every month. I can get all these kind of vibes. Try
0: stop Brian G,
1: but there's no way no- Critical Dub Serum Remix what? featuring Yush stop Roadblock.
0: There's no way, no way. Roadblock. Brian G. He the roadblock. 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 Brian G. He the roadblock. Man, I forget to this part.
1: one the last one see you guys in two weeks once again big shout going out to paul and um eddie for coming on the podcast and remember if you got a spare 20 pound you know what to do with it go get the book man it's wicked some great pictures great stories and it's a real good read as well who say reload going love and leave you like this. Uh, L side again on the remix for Total Science fallen Angels. Also remember the V Recording's website always popping off with um, fire. We got the Dillinger vinyl out now. Valve sound, Celassia's sound, that's flying out. Also the Alibi yeah, yeah, yeah. Dub Pack, those exclusive dubs that won't be coming out for a long time, that's available on USB as well, just hit the website for that, the Alibi Dub Packs. Out yeah. uh, now as well on Chronic we got the Bass Brothers. Also watch out for releases on Chronic from Slater, SLA Akuna. Also, the L Side remixes, I know they're taking a bit long, but um, they're coming soon. <laughs> Just waiting on the vinyl. And the next Legend series would be Ronnie Size. Just check out the site, vrecordings.com. <laughs> See you guys in two weeks.
0: Yo, Brad G, give us some exclusive, give it a thumbs up when you see